Sports 1498 3FM Studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Gentlemen, start your ringtone. <laughs> Impex Pre-Owned presents Start Your Engines. Find your next car, truck, or SUV at Impex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs and ImpexPreOwned.com. Here's your racing team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Author and veteran motor sports journalist, Deb Williams. Local action from winning car builder and owner, Alan Hill. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. And now, here's your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Perry Allen Wood. And good morning and welcome to Start Your Engines on an absolutely spectacular Saturday morning in Spartanburg, South Carolina. And uh, we are so glad to have a show today where we're going to Honor the memory of the Piedmont Interstate Fairgrounds as much as we can. And we've got a couple of great guests for you. One of them sitting right here with us right now. We'll get to in just a minute. And that's Mr. Jason C. from the uh, Lions Club. And a gorgeous print they've come out with of a, of a scene from the fairgrounds back in the late 40s. But uh, we were supposed to be at the fairgrounds today and probably could have been. But, uh, in fact, one of us was. I forgot to tell Alan not to go to the fairgrounds, but he did. And uh, how was it out there, Alan? Oh, it's pretty out there this morning. Yeah. Matter of fact, I got parked down there in the second turn, so uh, it's nice down there. You uh, used your press credentials to get in, yes, I understand. Use my press credentials. <laughs> <laughs> the lady said, where are you going? He said, I'm with Fox Sports doing a radio show. And she said, you park right over there. So uh, that worked out real good. And uh, so, uh, Greg, how are you doing this morning? Doing pretty good. Been Been a little bit of a confusing week. Uh, for me about some things but as far as the show i've really been looking forward to it and uh you know we, we thought about the fairgrounds deal but we still gonna have a good show we got a great couple of guests here and uh beautiful weather football weather racing weather oh man is it ever football fair weather? weather or whatever but i'm gonna turn it over in, in, to one of our guests right here Hey, Jason, how you doing? This is Jason C. from the Lions Club, sitting in with us live here at the studio. How are you? Man, I'm doing very well. Glad to be here. I'm on cloud nine, sitting beside some racing legends and some uh, uh, great uh, curators of the sport. I'm just happy to be here. Well, I'm not sure who he's talking about. I guess that was us, wasn't it? I think it was all of us. It was absolutely all of you guys. Yeah, no, I know. And we appreciate it. Actually, what happened was we had a a little... uh, personnel problem this morning uh that we knew was coming actually we could have worked around it if i had been on my toes a little better but anyway uh i thought there was a good reason why we we didn't have enough people here to run the board i could have stayed in the studio and we could have done it and let jason and greg and alan be out at the fairgrounds which would have worked i thought about that when i found out we were going to be short of somebody to run the board but I came up with a good reason why we couldn't do it. Now I can't think of it. And I, it must have been a bogus reason because we could have done it that way. And anyway, maybe next year. I don't know. Uh, but Alan, uh, Alan went out there and I'm sorry I put you to all that trouble. We're got good. dressed up for nothing, didn't you? We're good. <laughs> <laughs> Alan's got his best clothes on here and he didn't get to use them. But we got a lot of racing to talk about today. 
And uh, we have a special guest coming on at 11 o'clock. Also uh, in line with our uh, honoring the Piedmont Interstate Fairgrounds. And that is one of the great dirt track drivers and drivers in general. He drove more than just dirt tracks. And that's Chuck Piazza, who uh, transplanted himself from up north and came down to Spartanburg and um, fit right in. And he's going to tell us about you know, different types of racing. I think he raced, well, I know he raced the dirt tracks around here and Cherokee Speedway and uh, stuff like that. And he uh, probably, I, I think he ran some IMSA and, uh, you know, he ran a lot of stuff. So uh, um, Chuck Piaz is a wealth of knowledge and just a great guy. And uh, we love having him on the show, Greg. Yeah, Chuck Chuck has, has got a heck of a lot of credentials as far as his racing. And he fits in perfect for the show with the fair. Uh like I say, he, he's ventured out in some type racing that, that I didn't know up to a couple of years ago. I didn't but, either. But one thing about it, he can get the job done, and we're going to have him on here not too long from now. He's our Legends guest at 11 o'clock, and uh, also going to touch on a lot of things that happened at uh, the Roval, which was, uh, I tell you what, they had some things come out of there, and some controversies and uh alan's already grinning he can't wait to talk about it all you had to do is watch the last four laps well you know (laughs) the last four laps made it all the uh of course uh, the big controversy was cole custer blocking for chase briscoe uh so briscoe would uh have enough points to get into or have enough positions to gain the points to get into the playoffs and nascar is very uh particular about what they call manipulating the outcome of the race. But, I mean, I'm watching it, and, and I'm not intently staring at it, and I'm, I can't, I think my daughter and son-in-law are over there, and uh, and one of them says, well, he's blocking. Those guys can't get past uh, that 41 car because he's blocking. And, uh, you know, they are really just casual observers, and if they picked up on it, it was, it was pretty obvious, and, and to me it was pretty obvious. Well, NASCAR come on the thing, uh, listen to the radio, and whenever the guy's sitting on top of the pit box, which is the crew chief, uh, said, I think you got a left rear tire flat. Well, guess what? Check up, <laughs> check up. Check up. We, uh, and you can't even see from, you cannot even see the backstretch from the pit area. So, uh, well, you know, was- I could understand if the spotter said, you know, uh, uh, we need, we got a little problem here, but, but they didn't. So they got caught. Yep. Jason? So I just think it's very interesting that uh, they call it manipulating the finish of the sport. Now, as racers, you guys all know that's what we do for a living is manipulate, uh, whether it's the finish or, or, or the tech officials or the grid workers. And uh, I just think it's kind of comical that that's, that that's what they were calling it. I thought that's what we were supposed to do as racers. Well, this was pretty much out and out uh, ganging up. You, you know, what, you know, this happened... I don't know how many years ago it was now. Greg, I know you'll, you'll probably all remember it. And I know it was at Richmond when uh, Michael Waltrip, that cheating scallywag uh, that I have no use for whatsoever, um, had that Napa car and a couple of other cars, and uh, Truex was driving the Napa car. And so he tells Truex uh, he doesn't, but the crew chief, whoever that was at the time, says, scratch the itch. Quit boring. Yeah, well, oh, yeah, Clint oh, Boyer yeah. was the Clint, driver, yeah, but I don't know. Yeah. It, oh, who did I say? Truex? Yes. No, yeah, you're right, Clint Boyer. 
Exactly. Uh, uh, but the crew chief, whoever he was, says, said scratch the itch, which had nothing to do with That wasn't even as good as check up, check up. You know, we got a tire going flat or something. And uh, you can see the guy You can see the guy actually turn the steering wheel to spin himself out. And it was like, uh, you know, that's, that's about as obvious. In fact, I, I – Well, he had an in-car camera. <laughs> yeah, but I'm trying to think of who the announcers were. And one of them was a driver, and uh, I can't think of who it was. Was it Rusty Wallace? I don't think it was him. But whoever it was, he says, oh, that's not even close. That's so obvious. I mean, you know what he did. And so they ended up – that actually took down Michael Walter Racing. It did. It, it took did. him down. Napa said, we don't want any part of this anymore. Boyer lost his ride. I, I, who, who was – was it Truex that were trying to get into the, into the playoffs? And in, by doing by having that last caution flag, whatever the ramifications of it was, I think it knocked Jeff Gordon out. And you don't want to knock Jeff Gordon out uh-uh. for a uh, for a uh, Clint Boy or for a uh, Martin Truex. But anyway, that was manipulating the race, and it actually um, with the fines and the bad pub- publicity and uh, and all of that, it, it took down Michael Wal- it, Walter it, it Racing, did. who uh, had a checkered, pardon the pun history anyway of a lot of misdeeds yeah but uh what actually happened on that deal uh and we're all hitting around it real close but their spotter it made us a casual remark a couple of laps earlier said you know we really could use a caution well that's kind of general conversation but the thing was uh the the signal turned into the real signal and and like Perry said, you know, next thing you know, you know, boarders like this, and it was just so obvious. And uh, so NASCAR watches stuff pretty close. I mean, you, it it you got to because you can't overblock, you can't be over aggressive. Yeah, blocking is part of racing if you're guarding a lead for yourself. Well, I think what they said was you got to maintain a racing speed. Right. I mean, you can't. You, you got to try. It just you just got to keep. But I had them rules back in the sixties. Well, you know? and, and here's one more for you that that this went on. I don't know when it started. Probably when they had the first. Right after they had the first race. But this is nothing new because I I read a lot about Indianapolis and open wheel cars. You know, and uh, there's a famous picture of uh, the. Uh, uh, some guy holding up the pit board to Johnny Boyd when they ran Indy cars at Darlington. This was about 1955. And the guy's holding up the pit board, and it says, now. And then like uh, half a lap later, Johnny Boyd spun out and caused a caution flag. And I don't know what the ramifications of that was. But, I mean, they even did it when they had to write it on a chalkboard. So there's nothing new about manipulating the finish. Well, anyway, I, I kind of like the way Daddy done it one time. I was out there with Ned Jarrett, and Ned Jarrett owns Barberg Fairgrounds. He did. He, he wasn't there more than anybody. And we were out out there with Billy Wade, <laughs> and they were out there racing, and Ned come out on the good end of it, and, and <clears throat> uh, Wade wound up. But anyway, Daddy's signal was, was taking his foot and scraping the dirt. I've never heard this before. Yeah, Daddy's out there. He's hamming it up. He's out there on pit road taking his foot, like, kick him, kick, get him. Yeah. And that's when Wade run him all the way down. And then. He liked to put him out into Bishop Street. Well. Which it, I think is now Fairgrounds Avenue or something. Anyway, but, we come out on the worst end of the deal of it. But that was, that was a signal made that well, I don't think we had to give to Billy anyway. But uh, no, NASCAR looks at the point system and the way they got things down. You can't. 
do it quite like he used to. Well, there's a whole lot more at stake now, too. But they wouldn't, uh, Alan, they wouldn't have anything like that take place, though, like at Cherokee or Harris, would they? <laughs> oh, yeah, yes. Oh, yes. We've, uh, I took two race cars to the racetrack and told one of them, you finished 10th, and I'm going to pull everybody in front of you, if he includes my own car. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, uh, it's, it's not really, uh, manipulating. I mean, it's just, uh, I mean, I don't, see, I really didn't see no harm in it, to tell you the truth. I mean, uh, that's his option. Yeah. That's, you know, what if they'd have told him just slow down on the back straightaway and let the 14 buy him? Yeah. Uh, that's, uh, just because the 43 car was right behind him and he couldn't get stopped at the time, uh, I really couldn't, I couldn't see nothing wrong. I liked what Kyle, Kyle Larson took it, which I know he didn't know just as soon as the race was over that the 14 car had, uh, or the 41 car had done what he'd done. But Kyle Larson said, I shouldn't have put us in this position to start with. He did say that. And, uh, he was so apologetic to his crew and everything yeah. interviewing him after the race that it, it didn't just happen uh um sunday i yeah. mean he said i've been letting this crew down all year this yep. team down all year with a lot of you, stupid things so uh you know uh two races before that you know his crew chief said you got to get on in there get on in there he was kind of laying back which he laid back at talladega and you you see what it cost him at talladega yeah a, i think it was a 21st or 22nd place finish yeah you know uh sometimes uh you just can't do it you just got to race hard all the time well and that's what they that's the essence of the rule is to race hard all the time um i got a bunch of news to cover here but i'm trying to find that one in particular um the fine was pretty stiff hundred thousand dollars crew chief suspension hundred thousand dollars for the driver but uh they get it back whenever you end the points chase and you make it to the top eight that two hundred thousand dollars is already back in the bank well, it's uh, something that they're uh, they're going to appeal it. I don't know how that'll turn out, but uh, I, I, this is one that's very out there in the media and in the public, and I, I don't see it getting overturned. I mean, it might. You don't know. And they can appeal it uh, kind of like the 24 car. He won his appeal again after he said that he spun or really, you know, he hit the 11 car after the caution was out, yeah. you know, and uh, they fined him and took some points off of him but now he got him back and now he's still in the chase yeah well it's uh it's interesting and that's what we do a radio show for every saturday because uh this stuff's fun to talk about and and uh bounce it off each other and that's another pardon the pun greg what you got there buddy well the only thing i was thinking you know uh, like i told you i talked to the mike Helton and his crew and he's going to help you know do the last show like he always does and i'd made mention to his secretary, not nothing much about the fines because he thought I was going to, you know, get all about that and everything. But I said, you can blame it on the Roval. That is not a road course laid out right. I don't care what anybody says. It might be exciting. But the way that course is laid out leads to problems like that. I just got a text from uh, a listener. Mike Hill? Yes. He sent me the same text, I bet. What did he say? Formula One teams do it all the time. He just sent me the same text. <laughs> <laughs> they do, and uh, they don't like it any better over there either. But I tell you what, let's take our first break and come back and talk to Deb Williams and uh, find out what she says. She's probably got some inside scoop on this because she was there. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. 
Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Big selection. All great. Better deals. Come and get it at Impex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway. No payment for 45 or even the first 90 days at Impex Pre-Owned. Come check out the best selection of pre-owned vehicles and test drive your next ride today. Ask about our first-time buyers program. Hurry on over to Impex Pre-Owned, 8989 Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs. We can get you driving no matter what. The attorneys at Carolina Law Group are your local injury attorneys. They will always fight for you and aren't scared of the big insurance companies. The best part about Carolina Law Group is that they are local, located here in Spartanburg. And when you call Carolina Law Group, you will always speak with an attorney like Nahar Patel, who was recently voted as best injury attorney in the upstate, or attorneys Matthew Whitehead and Mitchell Bird, who were finalists for best trial attorney. The Carolina Law Group is aggressive and loyal and will fight for you. Call today, 864-757-5555, or visit thecarolinalawgroup.com. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like RJ Rockers, crowd pleasing Budweiser brands, and world famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and they'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. Trackside and ready to go. What's going on at this week's big race? Now let's go live to death. Okay, and welcome back to Start Your Engines. Good morning, Deb. Good morning. How are you doing? We're doing great. How are you? Oh, fine. I've been out walking this morning in this wonderful, cool fall morning, just enjoying it. Isn't it just beautiful as a great day to be uh to be uh in the south as far as i'm concerned anywhere i guess but we have the rolling hills and the beautiful colors and it's it's my favorite time of the year by far yeah mine too and uh supposedly this is the peak weekend in the mountains of north carolina for the colors so i'm sure it's absolutely beautiful i've had some people send me some photographs and i know 
that one morning on Good Morning America, they actually had a photo from Maggie Valley, which is in my home county. So, and it it was nice to see home. But uh, I'm afraid it, everybody sees how beautiful it is. They'll want to come here and stay. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Uh, can't have that influx of uh, strangers in the, into our mountains. They might start moonshining or something. Uh, no, I don't think they know how. <laughs> uh, I want to introduce you to Jason C. Deb. He's uh, you were nice enough as soon as Jason, as soon as Deb took one look at that uh, print that I sent her a picture of the other day when we were uh, you know preparing for the show, and she said, "I love that. I got to have one." So Deb, yours is in my car, and it's bought and paid for. And I, I want to introduce you to uh, Jason C. from the Spartanburg Lions Club, who really was. Uh, I guess the point man on getting that that uh, print done, Jason. Deb, it's uh, so nice to to meet and talk with you. I know you're 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 a legend and uh, a lady pioneer in the sport. And uh, thank you so much for your interest in the print. It was our pleasure to be able to do that and um, uh, document the Piedmont Interstate Fairgrounds and Fairgrounds Speedway. Well, I appreciate all those kind words. That's very nice of you and. Our family has always been a big supporter of the Lions Club back in my home county and hometown of Canton. The Lions Club always sponsored the horse show, and my dad had uh, the dry macular degeneration. And so uh, my sister and mother have glaucoma, and uh, we've always been a big supporter of the Lions Club. So I appreciate your kind words and all you do, and thanks for doing such a great print to uh, commemorate that. And, and thank you so much for that. And, and that's the reason that we do these prints. These prints are fundraisers. Thanks for bringing that up. The Lions are champions for vision services, and uh, we, we help those in need who, who need that. We provided uh, our club, Spartanburg Park Club, provided 300 pairs of eyeglasses and eye exams for those folks in, in need in our community last year. So thank you so much. Well, thank you for all you do for everyone that, that needs that. It's very much appreciated. Well, uh, your Deb, fundraiser goes well. Deb, we uh, were supposed to be doing this show from the fairgrounds, but uh, for one reason or another, it didn't happen. But I'm glad we're all here in the studio, and it is a beautiful print, and we've all we all bought one. So uh, uh, I can't wait to uh, find a prominent place in my house to hang it up. Um, don't let me forget later on, Jason, to tell people how they can get one of these. But this is Deb's 20 minutes, and it's going to be longer than 20. I can tell you that. Uh, because we already spent five of it talking about the print. Um, Deb, a lot of controversy last week, and we just spent a good bit of our opening talking about the the Chase Briscoe um, blocking and all that stuff. Uh, what's your take on it, and, and what did they say, you know, up there at the time, and and uh, the ramifications, uh, you know, since then uh, with the fines and everything. Well, those of us that were remembered the incident at Richmond several years ago. We talked about that, too. (laughs) Yes, yes. That was immediately what came to my mind, because I heard the radio call. I had my scanner on at at the time that the race was going on when I was watching it, and uh, I actually heard the call over the radio, and I thought, hmm, this is weird. And then when I saw what was happening at the same time, I went, oh, I know what's going on. And so... Uh, but I was surprised when, after post-race interviews, 
we were all sitting there riding, and one of the spokespeople for NASCAR came up to the front and told everybody that NASCAR was looking at all of the data and that they would issue a ruling later in the week, but it would not change the round of eight. So that I thought that was interesting, and I think that was because at that particular time, before Briscoe passed Austin Dillon and Eric Jones, he and Kyle Larson was tied, but Briscoe would have advanced even if they were tied because he had the he had the tiebreaker. He had the better finishes during that particular round. Yeah. So, <clears throat> excuse me. What he did, <clears throat> excuse me. What he did didn't affect Briscoe getting in or out, which he apparently thought that it would. But still, this isn't Formula One. You know, you can't have them calling. And I think if it was the way it was done, where he told him to slow down because he thought he had a tire going down. Check up, check up. And yeah, check up, check up, check up. And and um, it was quite obvious what it was what was going on. Well, I, that's what I was telling the boys here earlier. Uh, my daughter and her husband were watching it with me and Char- and uh, at home on the couch, and they are just casual observers, and they say, well, look, he's blocking, you know, and they didn't even know the ramifications or what it was going to mean for him to be blocking, but they said, they said that 41's holding up a whole bunch of cars there, and I said, yeah, a lot of people are probably noticing that, too, and we did talk about uh, the Richmond incident and everything, which actually brought down uh, um, Michael Walter Bracing. I mean, that pretty much put them out of business. Yeah, it did, and it uh, kept Ty Norris suspended for a long time, and I'm glad to see he's come back as well as he has with Trackhouse Racing. Yeah. But, um, you know, unfortunately, that type of stuff is accepted in Formula One. Yeah. Well, and which is the one key thing I do not like about Formula One. But it is not accepted in... NASCAR, and you know, if if he had done it on his own and not had a call come from the pit box, nobody really would have said anything about it. There probably wouldn't have been anything done, but it was the fact that the call came from the pit box telling him to do it. And, you know, I know that after the announcement was made and... uh on the penalties, and there was a Zoom conference with Scott Miller at that time, NASCAR's uh, competition executive, vice president of competition. And they asked, I think it might have been Jordan Bianchi with The Athletic, asked, said, well, what was the difference between that and what Chase Elliott did at Bristol last year to hold up Kevin Harvick to allow him to catch Kyle Larson, um, for Kyle Larson to catch Harvick and pass him to win the race. And they said, you know, Chase did that on his own. That was a heat-of-the-moment thing with Chase. That was not orders from the team or the pit box telling Chase to do that. The smoking gun. did that on his own. Yeah. Um, Well, uh, another thing I thought was pretty, was very interesting, uh, 
when they interviewed Kyle Larson after the race, and you probably heard, uh, had a, a whole nother interview, I'm sure, in the, with the uh, with the press. But um, you know, he was very, he was, you know, sad that he didn't make the playoffs and everything. But he was also uh, putting a whole lot of blame on himself for uh, just poor performances and decisions all year long. Yeah, I was surprised about that. I was out on, all of us were out on pit road, or I'd say the majority of us were on pit road. And the way this works is after a race, NASCAR has what they call the bullpen. And they have a fenced-off area that they set up immediately after the race, and they tell us which pit stall it's going to be in. And last week it was pit stall 12. And then we go out there, and we know the order. NBC gets it first, the uh, gets the drivers first, and then the radio network that's broadcasting the race gets them. And then usually Bob Pockris will get them separate, Claire B. Lang will get them separate, and then they all come over one at a time to where we are. And when I say we, I'm talking about the print media and uh, other broadcast media. And And that's the way it works. And I was surprised when Kyle Larson came over and started talking with us of how much blame he put on himself. And I thought, man, this sounds like Chase Elliott. But, uh, you know, he was talking about they just didn't have the consistency that they had last year, and and he didn't do a lot of things right that he should have done. And uh, But I, I thought it was very interesting. And everyone was surprised at him not making the round of eight. But what I hated was Daniel Suarez. Oh, yeah. Because if he would have made it had it not been for his power searing going out and that's the second time they've had that happen this year and he said they thought they had it fixed but they didn't so that was uh an interesting situation there and then the other thing was that kyle larson and uh, might have been ross chastain had the same issue with the right rear wheel when they smacked the wall right right and they spent a lot of time on pit road trying to fix that thing. Yeah, and, and they did fix it. They replaced it. That, well, Larson fixed his on pit road. Chastain went back in the garage and fixed his. But um, I thought that was interesting as well, that both of them had the same issue when they um, the smacked the wall. Well, why does it that, or did that fall under the, the like the 10-minute rule to fix the thing? Because it seemed like it took a lot longer than 10 minutes. Uh, the 10-minute rule is for a crash, not a mechanical failure. But I, but he hit the wall, right, in, with the corner of the car? Well, no caution. Yeah, but he didn't. It, he wasn't in a crash. Okay. He, he tagged the wall, but he kept racing um, and, until it happened. But the 10-minute rule is if you're in a crash and or you spin or you hit the wall and cause damage and you can't continue, um, you know, right away, but... But just to kiss the wall, that doesn't count in that. Alan, you want to add something to that? You're over there. Yeah. Uh, no, they didn't bring out a caution, I don't think. Right. They, I, they they, neither car they, brought the caution yeah. out, so they just drove it on That's back correct. in. What was that you were writing on the whiteboard over there about? Uh, was you out there on pit road when Chase Elliott pushed the camera away? No, I didn't see that. <laughs> um, I don't even. Yes. I don't even know about it. Yes. Uh, Camera people, he was standing there talking to the 24 driver, and uh, next thing I know, camera and, and Chase just reached up there and grabbed the lens of the camera and pushed it away. And I said, boy, 
which I knew I, I knew he was a little hot because he had raced one completely till the last four laps there, and that caution mm-hmm. come out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, uh, he's getting more and more like his daddy. I see more and more <laughs> of his daddy in him this year. But uh, Chase is animate about a lot of things being between the drivers and between the drivers and NASCAR. And I, I can tell you, knowing him and his parents the way I do, is that him pushing that away, he was telling them, this is between Byron and me, and it's none of your business. Yeah. And that was one thing he brought up after they had the safety meeting last Saturday. He said, we should have never gotten to this point. He said, it should have never been something that was out in the media he said it should have been handled between the drivers and NASCAR, and it should have never gotten to the point where people went to the media to where they thought they had to go to the media to get things done. And, uh, again, it looks like for the next uh, several races today for sure, uh, Alex Bowman's going to be out with his uh, concussion uh, uh, symptoms, and I guess as I didn't see this. I assume Noah Cragson's going to drive the car again? That is correct. Uh, Alex is out through Martinsville. That's a definite. And Noah Gregson will be in the car for those next three races. And at 11 o'clock Eastern time, 8 o'clock Las Vegas time, Kurt Busch is having a press conference at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. So that will be the telling factor there as to what's going to happen next year right and there's speculation that uh, he might go to tv there's speculation that ty gibbs is going in the 18 there's speculation that this could open up to tyler reddick coming over to 2311 a year early so it's all going to be interesting to see how the dominoes fall uh, after kurt's announcement in a few minutes Okay, well, hopefully, uh, will you be uh, somehow on a Zoom or, or in on that, or is it going to be on television anyway for all of us? Or uh, Sirius XM Satellite Radio is going to carry it okay. live. All right, I don't... And um, I, I don't know, I had asked the Toyota representative earlier this week if NASCAR.com was going to televise it live, because a lot of times they will do that. And she said she didn't know, but she would check and see, and I have not heard back from her, but I'm still going to get on NASCAR.com and see if it's there. Okay. Well, we're going to let you go in time to do that. Uh, but let's talk about the point standings that really matter, and that's for the prestigious um, Nelson Crozier Cup, So, uh, which, by the way, Greg and I are going to go this weekend uh, and design and pick out and pay for. We're going to do that out of our own pocket and uh, dang sure better win it. So anyway, <laughs> the point standings uh, the point standings are pretty tight right now. Allen has a one point lead. He's got thirty eight points. I've got thirty seven. <laughs> Deb's got twenty eight, and she's tied with Lanny. Jada's got twenty six. Greg's got twenty two, and Ronnie's still pulling the the caboose there with nineteen. So uh, we've got um, what four races to go. So uh, Deb, go ahead. I'm going to pick Ross Chastain. Oh, okay. Well, he's my backup. Deb, I need you to check up down the back straightaway so I can win this. <laughs> <laughs> I was 
going to say, you, you got a good deal um, <laughs> this week with the, when you picked the 18 because he was the highest finishing of all the ones he picked. So you got a three-point deal there. Well, good for Okay. Um, well, Alan? No, you go ahead. Bro. I'll take the nine. I always take the nine if I can, if he's there. All right, we're gonna give uh, we're gonna give uh, nineteen to Ronnie. Yeah, might as well. That's how many points he's got. <laughs> we'll give the twelve to Lanny. We'll give the eleven to Jada. I think I will take. Uh, I think I'm gonna take the eighteen car this week. They okay. going to Las Vegas, and he likes that racetrack. So uh, home cooking, home cooking. Uh, Greg, Greg's not in the. Not well, <laughs> actually, uh, when we get done here, he's standing outside the door with Chuck Piazza. They okay. can't get in, so. Uh, <laughs> but uh, he'll probably take uh, Logano, so we will uh, uh, double check on that when he gets in. Deb, anything else you want to uh, to add before we let you go? We we got a whole lot of news uh, as far as um, you know. It's getting down towards the end of the year, and after you hear this Kurt Busch speech, uh, if anything comes from that. Call us back because we we've got a pretty uh pretty free show today and we can put you back on the air. Okay, I was going to say that Hendrick Motorsports announced yesterday that uh, the person who has been the crew chief for Michael McDowell is coming over to be the crew chief on the forty eight car next year. Uh, if you will remember that crew chief announced he was stepping down at the right. end of the season. Well, I tell you what, that thirty four team. Uh, uh, front row motorsports like mcdowell is, is actually turning out to be a factor just about every week he's having good finishes and uh of course he started the season with a daytona 500 win a few years ago a couple of years ago and made the playoffs but i that that's a sleeping dark horse team as far as i'm concerned uh they really do a good job and mcdowell's a good driver he's i didn't realize he was such a good road course driver but he's a good man yeah, well, that's his background, yeah. and um, that's so. When you put them on a road course or a, a super speedway race, a lot of people still call them restrictor plates, but they don't use restrictor plates anymore. They use tapered spacers. So, but you know, you put that team with Michael McDowell on any of them, then um, you've got a good shot at winning. You've got AJ Almondinger on the pole today for the Xfinity race. Yeah, that's a so shocker. That'll be interesting to see. <laughs> He's red hot. He's, yeah. he's, he's something else. Uh, a few things I want. A couple other things I want to mention really quickly. Okay. The uh, Andy Petrie uh, received the Smoky Unic Award last Sunday, shortly before the race started, and that was an award that Smoky Unic started before his death uh, to honor somebody that came from humble beginnings and has made a, a big impact in the sport. And after Smokey passed, Charlotte Motor Speedway continued the uh, tradition of the Smokey Unic Awards. So it went to Andy Petrie last Sunday. And then Daniel Hemrick in 2019, he started a scholarship at Rowan Cabarrus Community College for a student that was either getting a degree in motorsports, welding, and I think, um, well, I won't say engineering, but I know it was welding and motorsports. And uh, he announced, along with Colleague, his team owner, Matt Colleague, and, and Christopher Ross, the manager, that Colleague's Foundation, or Colleague uh, Giving, I think is the name of it, has contributed 
to the to the foundation that Hamrick has, and Daniel is now going to be able to present two scholarships annually uh, instead of just one to the students at Rowan Cabarrus Community College. So that's really good because you know when you look at Daniel's background. He grew up in Kannapolis. He didn't come from a racing family. He didn't come from money. And he's worked and himself and, and made everything himself. So for him now to give back and have those two scholarships that are available at Rowan Cabarrus Community College, I think is great. Well, that is great. And, uh, Deb, we got to let you go. We gave you a bunch of extra time today. So uh, we'll cut <laughs> you in half next week. How's that? Okay, that sounds good. No, it's not good. We will never do that to you, but uh, Deb, we love you. Thanks for coming on, and uh, we appreciate you, and talk to you next week. Have a good week. Thank but, you. Hey, if, Thank anything you. Come, if anything comes of this Kurt Bush thing, just call us back. Okay, and thank you for the print, and I hope the fundraising goes well for the Lions Club. Thank you very Great much. And, uh, thank you, Deb. We'll talk to you next week. Mm-hmm. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Who was that? Alan? That's the smartest lady I know. Smartest woman I know, too. Let's take a break. We gave her a bunch of extra time. Well, only five minutes. We'll come back and see what Alan uh, has on the local scene. And we have our distinguished guest, Chuck Piazza, just sat down here. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Ricky's Drive-In West and Little Rick's East on Asheville Highway are your go-to stops for chili dogs, cheeseburgers, and so much more. Right now, all combos are just $6, and all kids' meals are just $3. And it's easier than ever to take advantage of these deals with their convenient drive-thru. Do you have a big appetite or several mouths to feed? Ask for the drive-thru special. Ten hot dogs, a large fry, and a gallon of tea for just $22.99. Ricky's Drive-In West on Blackstock Road and Little Rick's East on Asheville Highway. The drive-thru is open. If you're riding around in your car listening to a game and your car radio sounds like this, and you want it to sound like this, there's the pass to Leitner. Puts it up. Then you need to visit Elite Audio on Asheville Highway. Elite Audio sells and installs premium audio systems for your vehicle. Car stereo speakers, DVD players, navigation systems, and so much more. So stop riding around listening to busted speakers and subpar audio quality and visit Elite Audio today online at EliteAudioOnline.com. Elite Audio, 1504 Asheville Highway. You dream it, we build it. Do you have any old camera gear laying around that you are not using or do not want? Downsize and sell it for cash this November 3rd, 4th, and 5th at Spartan Photo Center. Every year, Spartan Photo Center host this event where buyers will make you a cash offer on new or antique camera gear. Great deals if you're buying new gear too. One weekend only though at Spartan Photo Center 108 Garner Road in Spartburg. You can call Spartan Photo Center with any questions 864-583-6835 Visit our website at SpartanburgSportsRadio.com Fox Sports Spartanburg 98.3 FM WSPG Spartanburg From tuition and books to room and board College can get expensive. But if you serve in the U.S. Army, you can earn your tuition and get a degree without student debt. Plus, soldiers can earn up to $50,000 in bonuses and other valuable benefits, like real-world experience and training for whatever lies ahead. To find out more, go to GoArmy.com. Call your local recruiting station at 864-576-2805 or visit in person at the Westgate Mall next to the food court. Paid for by the U.S. Army. 
Business owners, have product or material you need moved, shipped, stored? Upstate Logistics in Spartanburg has the expertise in transportation and warehousing you're looking for in Spartanburg County and beyond. For over a decade, Upstate Logistics has provided businesses with storage and logistics services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. Upstate Logistics, proud to be a part of our community, serving Spartanburg County and beyond since 2005. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and inventory moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. That's UpstateLogistics.com. This week, only five-star steaks shipped from the Midwest. Crazy Jimmy's prices are insane. 20 ribeyes for only $39. Come see Crazy Jimmy today where prices are insane. Open at two locations in Spartanburg now through Sunday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. You can find them in front of the old Clement Lumber Yard on Union Street as well as 473 East Blackstock Road on the west side. T-bone strips, fillets, and more. Look for Crazy Jimmy under the big tent. Pranex on Highway 9 in Bowling Springs is your one-stop shop for all your business branding needs. Whether you need logos, business cards, brochures, or banners, Pranex is the place to look. Pranex offers a large variety of professional printing for your business and everyday needs. Need invitations for special events? Call Pranex and get them done right. Copies, a notary, or need to send a fax? Yep, Pranex does that too. Pranex, 2510 Bowling Springs Road, Site B, providing quality customer service for whatever you need. Call them today, 599-7000. Spartan Waste is putting trash in its place in Spartanburg County. Spartan Waste is your locally owned trash collection company, keeping your community clean. Do your part by visiting spartan-waste.com to make sure your trash is picked up on time every time. And when we say Spartan Waste is locally owned, we mean the owners, Mark Nelson and Mark Mullen, are on the job every day, keeping the Spartanburg community, where they work and live, clean for their families and yours. Keep it clean with Spartan Waste. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. McDonald's is hiring right now. Get more than just a job. Start building your future today. Working at McDonald's, you'll get paid time off, health care benefits, free employee meals, competitive wages, and a flexible schedule. Apply today at McDonald's.com slash made. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's and McDonald's independently owned and operated franchisees are equal opportunity employers committed to a diverse and inclusive workforce. Most McDonald's restaurants are operated by franchisees who are independent employers and set their own employment policies and practices for their employees. The benefits described here are available at McDonald's-owned restaurants and participating franchisees. And when you see trouble on the way, that usually means it's time for Allen Hill. Allen? All right. We're going to start off with Carolina Speedway. That's up in Gastonia. That's up in Gastonia. Yep. Uh, King of the Carolinas. Uh, we're going to start off with the Pro Four Tour. Uh, first place went to Connor Keaton. Second went to Tim Bristol. Third went to Patrick Keynes in the Super Sportsman Division. First place went to Brandon White. Second went to Timbo Magnum. And third went to Andrew Baker. In the Pure Street Division, first place went to Brent Mateer. Second went to Andrew Baker. That means he had two cars there, run two divisions that night, so he's pretty busy. Third <laughs> went to Jason Tolbert. Uh, Blue Ridge Lake Models was there. 
First place went to Alex Hendren. Second went to Matthew Nance. Third went to Tommy Jones. Uh, Thunder Bomber Division. First place went to Benji Knight. Second went to Hunter Thunderbird. Third went to Mark Towell. Hornets Division. First place went to Dan Benson. Second went to Trent Bagwell. And third went to Scott Collinger. And now the big main event there, they had the Carolina Sprint Cars. First place went to Jake McLean. Second went to Steve Cernak. Uh, third went to Derek and now moving over to Harris Speedway last Saturday night. The sprint cars were the main feature there. So them boys just packed up from Carolina Speedway, moved down to Harris Speedway. But we're going to start off with the Pure Stock Division. A regular guest that comes on the show here. First, first place there was Nathan Showtime Pierce. I knew that's who you were going to say. Yep. Second was Mikey Brock. Third was Jason McGrew. Uh, Craig Sportsman Division. First place went to Timmy Smith. Second went to Paul Vassage. And third went to Brian Bentley. And the Southern Vintage Series. First place went to Chris Fincher. Second went to Sean Magnum. And third went to Dennis Williams. Thunder Bomber Division. First place went to Lloyd Dean Burgess. Second went to Brandon Satterfield. Third went to Tyler Guss. Uh, Front Wheel Drive Division. First place went to Travis Jameson. Second went to Tyler Caps, And third went to Trent Jameson. And the Renegade Street Stock Division. First place went to Justin Barber. Second went to Tony Pierce. Third went to Josh Burgess. And now the Wing Sprint Cars. Uh, first place, Richard Wisdo. Second, Jake McLean. And third was George Lukes. And now, no racing at Cherokee Speedway tonight. They put new clay on the racetrack. They're gearing up for the October 22nd. That's whenever they're going to have the ultimate super late models there. They will be running for $10,000. Also, Division's running will be the Mini Late Models, Crate Sportsman, Thunder Bomber, Pure Stock, and Pro 4. They call this the Fall Brawl. So uh, The Fall Brawl. Fall Brawl. I like that. They are going to have an open practice there next Friday night. So uh, if you want to get in and watch a little bit of practice session there, you can go over there and watch it. Upcoming events at Cherokee Speedway will be November 19th and 20th. It's the annual Blue-Gray 100. And that has also become, become the Mike Duval Memorial Race. Also, November 26th and 27th, the weekend after Thanksgiving, they got the World Crown Four-Cylinder Nationals there. And everybody knows that usually they have 120 to 130 Four-Cylinder Nationals coming there for I this big see race. see how they get them in there. Uh, these boys will be coming from Virginia. They'll be coming in the campers. They'll stay there all weekend. Okay. Travers Rest Speedway. They having the thun well they used they call it classic. Now it used to be the Thunder Bomber Classic. Now they are calling this just a classic. Uh that's gonna be the only racing going on here. They also have the Thunder Bombers uh last night. They had an open practice session there. But today the gates are open up at eleven AM. So uh by the time we are interviewing chuck piazza here they're gonna be opening gates over here at traverse rest speedway well they can wait to open them a few minutes till we get done with chuck all right we might go pull out a race car and we go over and go racing with chuck well, how's the 25t looking uh it's looking uh it's looking like it usually looks <laughs> you mean what does that mean in pieces in the corner or pieces in the corner oh, okay. it's put together i might have the urge to go racing all so, right uh, let's get that I'm thing going, together going, during the off season i'm going i'm going to look at the rule book this year okay you know, we kind of look at the rule book a long time. Well, and sometimes you get to reading in between them lines, don't you, Chuck? But uh, <laughs> driver's meeting will be today at 5 p.m. 
They also have on hand the front-wheel drive division. Uh, cars will be on the track at 6 p.m. So, Mr. Wilson, if you're listening, you need to get on over and get you a front-row seat about 5 o'clock so you won't miss anything. <laughs> also, racing will be the pure stock. They call this the... <laughs> They call this the all-star shootout. Uh, drivers that are already confirmed to be there is Jason McGrew, TJ Penfield, Nathan Pierce, who won, and uh, Casey Towell, Bradley Williams, Kevin Nation, Bubba Worley, Josh Ayers, and Ray Hudson. And now, Harris tonight. A different style of racing. They call this two-wheel racing. Motorcycles, Perry. Oh, not bicycles. Not bicycles. Okay. Motorcycles. Okay. Uh, gates will open. They already opened. They opened at 9 a.m. this morning. And they call this the riders meeting, not the drivers meeting. The riders, Dri- meeting. riders meeting. All right. Is at 3 p.m. today. Practice and heats will follow. And then uh, the main event. Gate fee there is $30 for adults. Kids 12 and under is 15. So, I bet uh, those motorcycles look good going around there. Oh, they will look good whenever they are kind of broadside and going around through there. And now, uh, you know, I didn't make it to the show last uh, Sunday. Yeah. That's because I was up all night fishing. Well. Do you want a fishing report? Yeah. You got uh, <laughs> you got two minutes and 45 uh, seconds. At 15 minutes to 12, I caught a good fish, and I got a what they call a rodeo. Rodeo is $5 per person around the lake. Uh, we got uh, four every eight hours. Uh, so uh, I messed around and, and won that thing for that. 10 to 12 o'clock era. I got my money back, and now I'm fishing on house money and uh, kind of was having a good time out there fishing. And you laid off the show to go fishing. Uh, well, and you, took your you, back up with you. You you, uh, you canceled the show on Saturday and moved it to Sunday. Well, I had, that was not really my fault. So, no, uh, no, no, no. So, uh, but you're talking about manipulating and racing. Uh, I saw this week in the walleye tournament. Uh, oh, my goodness. That thing you, up in north? <laughs> Yes. Oh, those, did you see that the state of Minnesota or Wisconsin or wherever it is, they're prosecuting those people what? for like grant. Oh, they got a whole yeah. laundry list of stuff. Is that manipulating the outcome again? Yes, that is. <laughs> and they've, been, they've been manipulating it for a while. Uh, yes, uh, they, uh, they messed around. Did you see that? Pull that mic down there so you can say something, Chuck. One of you. We've got extra mic here. We might as well use it. Uh, Them boys, uh, something about the fish was not actually uh, swimming right, so they uh, cut him open and uh, found a little lead in him. I don't know how he swallowed that lead. Well, (laughs) but didn't they say that, uh, I mean, didn't they, they brought the fish with them? Yes. Yeah. But it wasn't live, was it? Uh, Yeah, I think you. How can you have a live fish with lead in him? Uh, you can you can kind of shove it down there at the last second. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, I heard about that on the Dan Patrick show. They had they interviewed somebody from up there, and then I heard on a Fox News broadcast last uh, yesterday. It told what they were charging that guy with. Let's see if we can look that up during the during the commercial or something. But uh, yeah, that's a big deal. Yeah, it's a big deal. I mean, they're gonna, their fishing days are over. They what? might be fishing. Uh, in the uh, in the penitentiary or something, they can still come down here and cart fish. Yeah, we got some guys that are pretty tough. Oh, I keep an eye on them. But <laughs> no, there was some angry people, and uh, uh, when they, what the guy start screaming, we got lead here, we got lead, or something like that. I mean, it was it was a big deal. They showed the video whenever they uh, cut the fish open and the lead yeah. started rolling out. I uh, saw. You it. know, that's uh, 
That's a no-no. That's embarrassing, too, isn't it? Uh, that's whenever you, uh, whenever they take the fish and lay it down, they pull the knife out. You better start running. <laughs> yep. Okay, we're coming back after the top of the hour. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. Spartanburg's radio home for Gamecock football. Oh, yeah. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSPG Spartanburg. Bryce Young is on track to play today as number three Alabama faces number six Tennessee, although Coach Nick Saban said that Young will need to go through pregame warm-ups before they decide for sure if he is good to go. Elsewhere, Kentucky coach Mark Stoops says quarterback Will Levis will start today as they play number 16 Mississippi State. He's coming off a turf toe injury. ESPN reports that NC State quarterback Devin Leary is out for today's game against Syracuse. Elsewhere, Illinois quarterback Tommy DeVito will start against Minnesota. He left last week's game against Iowa with an ankle injury. Gophers will have star running back Mo Ibrahim. In the NFL, ESPN reports Dolphins quarterback Tua Tungavailoa has been cleared from concussion protocol. He will be inactive tomorrow, but is expected to play next weekend against the Steelers. In NFL media reports, Commanders quarterback Carson Wentz fractured a finger on his throwing hand Thursday night against the Bears. He'll see a specialist. A few years back when we were ready to reopen the station, the water pipes burst, putting thousands of dollars of equipment in danger. That was one stressful evening, but one phone call to Thomas McGuire and PuroClean, the paramedics of property damage, and our stress disappeared. PuroClean rolled in, took charge, and rescued the station from severe water damage. Since then, I've used PuroClean at my house. You should do the same. Whether you're faced with fire and smoke damage, a flooding basement, or need carpet or upholstery cleaning, do what I do. And that's called 285-3530 for PuroClean. Hey, this is Ryan Cleary. Join Anthony Greer, Alex Smith, and myself weekday afternoons for Open Mic, Spartanburg's longest-running radio show. Whether it's high school athletics, Carolina or Clemson, USC Upstate, the Braves, we've got opinions and we want to hear from you. Open Mic, 3 until 6 p.m. on Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, and of course the Fox Sports 1400 app. You can't predict what is going to happen, but you can plan. When was the last time you reviewed your financial plan? Financial advisor Trent Lancaster and Janie Montgomery Scott Spartanburg office can help you plan for the what-its to guide you in working toward a secure financial future that keeps you on track to meet your financial goals. A financial plan can help you with goals such as planning for retirement, educating your children or grandchildren, and passing on your wealth to the people and causes that are most important to you. Take the first step. Let Trent help you establish a plan today designed to protect you for whatever happens tomorrow. Call today at 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jenny Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. Have you been in a car or motorcycle wreck or an accident involving an 18-wheeler? Have you been injured in a workplace accident? If any of these things happen to you, you need to call the Carolina Law Group today. The Carolina Law Group isn't afraid of the big insurance companies, and they will fight for you. Call today to speak with an attorney for a free consultation. In Spartanburg and Greer, call 757-5555. And in Greenville, call 312-4444. The Carolina Law Group attorneys are your local injury lawyers. With four convenient locations to serve you in Spartanburg, Greenville, and Greer. Visit them online today at thecarolinalawgroup.com. This week, only five-star steaks shipped from the Midwest. Crazy Jimmy's prices are insane. 
20 ribeyes for only $39. Come see Crazy Jimmy today where prices are insane. Open at two locations in Spartanburg now through Sunday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. You can find them in front of the old Clement Lumberyard on Union Street as well as 473 East Blackstock Road on the west side. T-bone strips, fillets, and more. Look for Crazy Jimmy under the big tent. From tuition and books to room and board, college can get expensive. But if you serve in the U.S. Army, you can earn your tuition and get a degree without student debt. Plus, soldiers can earn up to $50,000 in bonuses and other valuable benefits, like real-world experience and training for whatever lies ahead. To find out more, go to GoArmy.com. Call your local recruiting station at 864-576-2805 or visit in person at the Westgate Mall next to the food court. Paid for by the U.S. Army. Live from the Fox Sports 1498 3FM studios in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Gentlemen, start your engine. Impex Pre-Owned presents Start Your Engines. Find your next car, truck, or SUV at Impex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs and ImpexPreOwned.com. Here's your racing team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Author and veteran motorsports journalist, Deb Williams. Local action from winning car builder and owner, Alan Hill. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. And now, here's your host for Start Your Engines, racing historian and author, Harry Allen Wood. And welcome back to the second hour of Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg and around the world on the Listen In app and all the other different ways you can get us. And, uh, it is my great pleasure to look right across the board here and see the great Chuck Piazza. Good morning, Chuck. How you doing? Well, good morning. I'm doing fine and and a pleasure to be here. Well, it's great to have you. I'm glad uh I'm glad that you are not on the phone and here face to face. I'm sorry we're not doing it out at the fairgrounds, but uh that's sort of what we're honoring today and uh um first of all you ran it to I, I saw you race at the fairgrounds. I mean, not only in that legends race mm-hmm. that they you put Pearson in the wall on the last lap, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you ran a lot of sportsman races out there too, right? Well, actually, I only ran just probably maybe a handful, not maybe not even that many. Uh, um, well, I remember the blue number sixty five. Yeah, that that was um, uh, we had won seven in a row. And uh, we were shooting for eight, and uh, and we run that race at Spartanburg Fairgrounds, and that made number eight in a row for us back then. Yeah, well, I tell you what, uh, that's why we wanted you to have have you on the show to to talk about the the fairgrounds days and your career in general. Now, what in the world? Where are you from originally? Well, originally uh, I was kind of raised up in Western New York, over way over in the tip between Buffalo and Erie. Okay. And uh, about each each way was about an hour's ride. So, and uh, so uh, that that's where I was raised. That's where I started racing at. You started racing up there. Yes. Well, what got you down here? And I'm we're so glad you made it. But yeah. what got you down here? Well, I'm too. Well, there was two things. Uh, I was buying parts from a lot of the uh, bigger names in racing around the country, and one of the fellows I was buying parts from was uh, 
Rex White. Okay, yeah, good old Rex. Yeah, and um, so I think we was coming to Daytona in 67 and uh, called Rex and uh, been buying tires and different, different, not only tires, but rear end parts and different things that they were a little ahead of uh ahead of us you know what we was being able to uh, accumulate up north but um so we stopped and seen uh to see rex and rex was uh was not was was no longer there i think he maybe went to atlanta uh last last minute I, i'm not sure but uh, at the shop was Elmo Henderson. I was going to ask you if Elmo was there. Elmo Henderson and Ken Miller. Okay. And uh, they was running, uh, of course, a little speed shop and parts. And uh, Elmo had a Firestone deal at that time. And one thing led to another. And they said, well, we're, we're trying to make machines and parts. And I said, well, you know, I used to, I, I'm a machinist. You know, that was my trade. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, well, why don't you come on down? And I said, well. I uh, I don't know about that, but it's awful cold up north, and I, I <laughs> and I'd like to uh, I'd like to have a little longer racing season. Well, long story short, when we come back from Daytona, uh, I got we pulled in front of my house. I couldn't get in the driveway. We had about six foot of snow, which was actually even higher because of the snow plows. Right, couldn't get in the driveway, and I. I looked over at my wife and I said, "This is it. We're moving south." And uh, so um, I called. Uh, I, I called them and talked to them. I said, "I might take you up on that if you if if you're still interested." And uh, I said, "The only thing is, I, I'd like to get a hopefully get a you know a good ride down there. I just, I'd like I want to race too, not just machine parts." And he said, "Well, I she said, I'm sure we can figure something out." So. Uh, Anyhow, April seventh, I'm in Spartanburg, South Carolina. That's great. Now, you uh, did you go to Daytona to run in the, the Permatex or whatever they call it back then? The three hundred that they used to have on, uh, uh, or they still have the three hundred. Uh, no, I did not. I I didn't. I never really ran Daytona and some of the larger speedways until uh, after I retired from the short shorter track racing and and uh, we was running uh, Porsches and. Uh, and I was running a couple of historic sport, uh, Winston Cup cars uh-huh. back at the time, and uh, and I even graduated and got got a Trans Am car. Yeah. So I did road racing for probably twelve or thirteen years, you know, and uh, finally hung out up about two thousand five. <laughs> wow. Hey, uh, Alan. Now your dad, I guess, and was was racing back about the time Chuck came down here. Do you remember that or? Did- I were. Uh, Daddy got out of it in 1963, and we kind of got back in it in 1978. So he sort of slipped in when you weren't looking. Yes, we did. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Daddy had a heart attack and oh, uh, kind of stayed out of it for a little while. And uh, like I said, uh, he decided he wanted another race car. Matter of fact, my brother, he's working for Cecil Gordon at the time. Yeah. And uh, Mike, he, Daddy called Mike and said, come on down. We're going to build us another dirt car. We actually built it in Elmo Harrison's shop right there because Barry Wright was over there at the time and uh, rolled it out right there and got back in a little bit of racing. So, uh, but like you was talking about Ken Miller, boy, that man could build a motor. Oh, man, Ken Miller and those guys, him and Elmo Henderson, you know, Ken Miller worked for, for, for Daddy for a while. I like to say he worked for me, but he didn't. 
but he was a fantastic engine builder and he come up and he would help us with stuff like if he thought of some kind of idea that he was applying to his dirt motors or, or whatever other stuff he was doing but uh, you couldn't find find a people as them. I'm I'm glad they found a somebody like this fellow right here because me and him was reminiscing about a few things and uh, been interested seeing some of that big money drifted toward Mr. Piazzo's way uh, back in those days. I believe things might have been a little different. Chuck, we uh, glad you got down here, and uh, I tell you, you're bringing up some names there. Now I never knew uh, Ken Miller. I, I guess I met him as much as I was hanging out in shops as a boy, but uh, as Greg can tell you, but I mean, Elmo was my buddy. I really liked Elmo, and Rex is my buddy, and uh, mm-hmm. hope Rex is doing well. He's about 92 years old now, but I think he's still around, and you went up uh, you went up to uh, a get-together last weekend up in the Gastonia and saw a lot of the, a lot of the I, won't, I don't want to call them old-timers, but heck, I'm 70, so I'm an old-timer myself. Well, well, I did, and, and uh there was there was um there were some neat guys there uh, uh dink dink Widenhouse was there yeah he's, he's 90 years old now and uh and uh billy scott billy scott freddie smith and well there's some legendary th- names there. it was kind of uh what was kind of amusing is um freddie and billy and and myself posed for a you know a group photo or the three of us and uh Freddie's in the middle, and I'm on one side, and of course Billy's on the other side. And I looked over at Billy, and I said, "You know, I said, all combined, we we won over a thousand races." I, I was getting ready to say that's a bunch of checkered flags there, but Freddie won seven hundred and eighty-four of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, and Billy won three hundred, and or and then some. I don't know. Well, then you're almost doing about fifteen hundred because uh, you you're running out of you're running out of numbers there. Uh, uh, Chuck, do you uh? I know one of our favorites, one of my favorites, we haven't had him on the show yet this year, but I hope maybe we still have time to, and that's Wally Fowler. You know Wally? I do, and uh, let's see, I'm, I'm trying to think if he was up there or not. I can't remember. Uh, he's been at some of the, uh, you know, the events that uh, Phil Combs and Charlie hold, you know. Yeah, so. he was probably harvesting something. He might have been. Yeah, <laughs> we're talking to Chuck Piazza, and uh we're uh, honoring actually the Spartanburg Fairgrounds. What um, track? Uh, what tracks did you like around here? I mean, uh, probably some of them don't exist anymore. But where did where did Chuck Piazza like to race and well, win? I liked uh, I liked about everything. You know, I think the the half mile tracks down here they were all pretty fast tracks. You know, we weren't Cherokee and um, old Rutherford Rutherford Garden County Fairgrounds right. and uh, uh, Cleveland County. Uh, I think run over. Uh, of course, we run up. Uh, I don't know. We used to kind of go all over. I don't even remember some of the places. We only went there one time or something, and never never had seen them in before or since. <laughs> didn't didn't care much for asphalt. I did, uh, and and I run a little bit of asphalt, and we was really pretty successful on it when I run it. Um, um, run Harris. Um, and um, Metrolina when it was asphalt. I didn't know. It, I didn't know Metrolina ever was asphalt. It was, and uh, something that uh, is uh, well, I'm kind of proud of it. Is the only two fellows that ever won 
dirt and asphalt at Metrolina was uh, Dale Earnhardt and myself. That's right. And then there was a third, and I never even knew about the third, and that was Kathy Earnhardt. Oh, really? And she she won. She had won one race there. Yeah. And uh, but she was undefeated in everything you know, that she ever ran. So. Did you happen to be in the race on, uh, it was Thanksgiving Day, 1977, when uh, Preston Humphreys lost his life? No, and um, I always get a lot of questions why I wasn't there, and I really don't know why, um, whether I was in between rides or whatever, but I, I wasn't there. You could have gotten one, I got a feeling. Yeah, and, uh, uh, and of course, uh, being up and visiting uh James Davis uh, and Billy too, but uh, we kind of reminisced about how all that took place and how it happened. And, uh, you said he's not doing too well, right? Billy's he's Billy is now in hospice, and uh, it's, no, it's it's not looking good for Billy. But okay, we'll keep our Billy Davis in our hearts and prayers. Um, Absolutely. Um, but you did IMSA racing, right? I mean, you, you speaking of road courses, what did you drive? And you were talking about Porsches and things just a few yeah. minutes ago. Uh, tell us about your IMSA well, exploits. Well, I, I, I did not run IMSA, but I run with a lot of ex-IMSA okay. ra- racers. All right. Uh, uh, Gene Felton being one uh, who won, who was, you know, he won several IMSA championships. And uh, uh, he, he was... You know, he was a better road racer than I was, no question. But I've been working on my cars, and we went to Daytona, I think, about 04, somewhere in through there. And uh, and I'd kind of gotten my stuff together. I had a real good car. I had a Levi Garrett uh, Lumina. And, uh, uh, Rick Hendrick car. Yeah. And uh, uh, then win the race. I run second. Lake Speed won the race, and uh, Gene and I diced it out for second. And uh, and uh, I, that was on a rare occasion when he finished that I did beat. You know, I I did yeah. edge out, and I was always real proud of that because he was such an accomplished, you know, road racer. Driver. When was the last time you got behind the wheel and raced? Uh, I think Road Atlanta two o four two o five. Okay, uh, they had a. That's a heck of a track. Road Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, Road. Oh, I love Road Atlanta. Yeah. I've been there many times. Yeah. And uh, they had a run what you brung. So, What'd you bring? I brought a, uh, I guess it, it was kind of a kit car, but it was a, it was after uh, Kevin Harvick's uh, Tasmania Devil car, whatever it was. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, and I run it and uh, I managed to run fifth, but there was some wild stuff there. <laughs> I love that's a heck of a course. Now, I, speaking of kit cars, there's a picture of you on the internet, and I think we talked about this last time. It was, uh, um, I guess, a, a Dodge of some sort with uh, it, it's got Bobby Unser's name on the roof. That I think it was a Pikes Peak car or something, it, wasn't it? it? And you were running it at a at a Concord Concord Speed. Speedway yeah. when it was dirt. Yeah. Number 71, painted up like yeah. uh, Harry High's old car. Yeah. Well, Harry, uh, that was a Dodge kit car. and uh, uh, But Harry Harry built the car. So, I mean, it was a little more sophisticated than one you'd put together from the kit car over the counter. A little fast. It was a heck of a car. We ran it t- 10 races up there and 
we won we won five and uh, got involved in a little mishap when one uh, race and and we had a couple of minor things that just you know broke break an oil line or something mm-hmm. like that but car was fantastic yeah and, uh, we bet had, it was we were uh, uh the day we practiced uh we drew as many people for practice as we did for the races and uh but uh the car was when we hit it, it hit the ground running we was a second quicker than a track record oh man and, uh, and gradually improved on that a little bit we're so. talking to chuck piazza chuck you got any cars you still own any race cars I do not. Some stored away someplace. I wished I had some now. I and uh, that old '74 car. I wished I had it, and and uh, that's the one I drove for Joe Elmore over out of Gaffney. Okay. And um, you meant you meant the Joe, Joe Elmore. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'd heard of him. Yeah. And uh, Joe Joe passed last year, and uh, but. Uh, we looked it up in as many races that I think we run 91 races for Joe and we won 50, 51 or two. Good grief. And, uh, all but seven or eight, uh, we was in the top three. So it was quite a, quite a successful venture. Now I got to ask you this question. What, uh, uh, did, uh, you ever come close to, to going, I sometimes, incorrectly say moving up but to run like uh xfinity or bush or whatever it yeah. was then or whatever well um greg uh keep going that's it we had a we had a call in it might have been no, go uh, ahead somebody that was uh wanting to talk to you but uh i'm amazed at this man's record I mean, I've always heard of Chet Piazza and everything, but you say, like, you run 91 races and run, like, 56 of them or something or 59 of the yeah, – uh, that, that's that's incredible. Yeah, we did. And I think uh, um, on the top threes, uh, we were only out of the top threes maybe just a handful of times, you know. So it, uh, that car was – made made a pretty good living back then for what you know for what the purses were yeah well chuck we really appreciate you coming on the show and coming down to the studio i'm sorry we didn't do it at the fairgrounds itself but uh um you're just a wealth of information and one of our living legends and i hope you'll always find time to to come on our show and if you ever have something you need to promote or something you want to say drop drop me a text or whatever and you've always got airtime on start your engines all right well i appreciate it perry thank you okay um well tell you what let's take a break right now we'll come back and talk to jason c some more and uh great great guest we have here today with chuck and jason you're listening to start your engines on fox sports spartanburg start your engines we'll be back after this quick pit stop on fox sports 1498 3 fm 
big selection. All great. Better deals. Come and get it at Impex Pre-Owned on Asheville Highway. No payment for 45 or even the first 90 days at Impex Pre-Owned. Come check out the best selection of pre-owned vehicles and test drive your next ride today. Ask about our first-time buyers program. Hurry on over to Impex Pre-Owned. 8989 Asheville Highway in Boiling Springs. We can get you driving no matter what. You already know Palmetto Spirits is the place to go for wine, fine bourbons, and home bar essentials. But Palmetto Spirits is also the perfect place to pick up your favorite local craft brews like RJ Rockers, crowd-pleasing Budweiser brands, and world-famous imports like Stella Artois, Modelo, and Corona. Whether you're in search of the ideal wine pairing or the ideal gift, Jim and the staff at Palmetto Spirits will get it in your hands. Palmetto Spirits, located at the corner of Reedville and Anderson Mill Roads. There's something special happening year-round in the city of Spartanburg, including a variety of seasonal events and festivals. Downtown Spartanburg offers several great options for retail shopping, as well as a great selection of restaurants and bars where you can have the fish and chips at Delaney's Irish Pub, you can try something off the new menu at RJ Rockers, or even catch a game with friends at Main Street Pub. If you're looking for something family-friendly, check out the Music Trail or the Sparkle City Mini Putt, which is always free to play. For more information on upcoming events, check out the city's Facebook page. The City of Spartanburg, always doing. Spartan Waste is putting trash in its place in Spartanburg County. Spartan Waste is your locally owned trash collection company, keeping your community clean. Do your part by visiting Spartan-Waste.com to make sure your trash is picked up on time every time. And when we say Spartan Waste is locally owned, we mean the owners, Mark Nelson and Mark Mullen, are on the job every day, keeping the Spartanburg community where they work and live clean for their families and yours. Keep it clean with Spartan Waste. Make Phillips and Long Fuel Chesney your source for propane in Spartanburg County. They offer propane for hot water heaters, cooking, and heat. They can fill your grill tank and get you ready for grilling season. Not only do they sell propane, but they sell a large variety of propane accessories such as grill tanks and other appliances that run on propane. If your propane tank is running low, call and they'll have it filled within one business day. Call them at 864-461-8511. That's Phillips and Long Fuel, located at 421 South Alabama Avenue in Chesney. Image Printing is the only shop in the upstate that prints signage, decals, banners, t-shirts, wide format printing, full color paper printing, and offers graphic design services all in-house. And now Image Printing is offering custom t-shirts with no minimum quantity. That's right. Image Printing now offers direct-to-garment printing, which means you can get your design printed on a t-shirt whether you want one or 1,000. Visit Image Printing at 845 California Ave across the street from the Spartanburg County Detention Center. Call 864-583-8848. And welcome back to Start Your Engines. And we have on the phone Deb Williams. And if we had some breaking news music, we'd play it. But uh, go ahead, Deb. Well, uh, Kurt Bush was very emotional in his press conference just now at Las Vegas. And he announced that he would not be back in the car this year, that he will step out of the car full time next year and Tyler Reddick will go into the 45 a year early but he said that uh, his problem is vesicular and that he has improved tremendously but he doesn't feel he is at the point where he can commit to full-time competition next year and it would be selfish of him to not allow the team to move forward so he um 
<clears throat> excuse me, said that, you know, he's taken a lot of hits during his racing career. And it made me think of something regarding when Neil Bonnet had his crash at Darlington that put him out for several races. And they discovered that Neil had had a lot of head injuries all through his career. But every time he had a wreck, something else was hurt worse, and they never checked his head for a concussion or anything else. And um, so that's what Kurt indicated here is that this is something that has been building throughout his racing career. And if you will remember, before the hit at Pocono, he had taken some really hard hits this year. If I remember correctly, one was at Atlanta in the spring. Yeah. But uh, he said that, you know, he'll look at other things. He's going to talk to Fox Sports and see about TV. He'll continue to work with the team. And um, when he feels that he can step back into a car next year, then then he may run some selected races next year. But he's stepping away from full-time competition. Well, Deb, we really appreciate you calling in and uh, and bringing us a uh Breaking news, which uh, I mean, you're on the you're on it all the way with uh, our uh, most up to date information, and uh, you did it again. And thanks for coming back on the show unplanned, un- unscheduled, and uh, thank you so much for doing that for us. Okay, you're welcome. Talk to you next week. All right, thank you, Deb. All right, well, that was a big news there. Actually, that we'll expand on later, maybe even next week. Do a little bit about it. But Kurt Busch is stepping down. And um, you know he's been a he's been a polarizing figure the whole time he's been in the sport. You loved him or hated him, and it was his brother came along and picked up the gauntlet for that. So uh, anyway, we got Jason uh, C here from the Lions Club, and Jason, pull that microphone around there unless you want to yell at it. Um, thank you for sticking around. Now we uh, uh, tell people how they can get one of these uh prints and they're beautiful uh it, can they look at it online on you have a website or something where they can see it and how can they get one so the spartanburg uh, lions club facebook page has uh the print there that you can take a look at it we're also uh the first permanent concessions booth that you come to at the fair uh will be there the rest of the day today and also tomorrow if you want to stop by and look at the print we have those prints available there for you to purchase but if you're not coming to the fair you can contact us through our facebook page the spartanburg lions club or you can email me personally, which is J-L-O, and I'm going to date myself with this email address, uh, this Yahoo address. But anyway, J-L-O. I've got AOL, and people laugh at me all the time. They said, I didn't even know that still existed. <laughs> yeah, and it's J-L-O-S-E-A-Y at Yahoo.com. So uh, my email, the Lions Club Facebook page, or come on out to the fair. Now, in case some people missed it uh, a few weeks ago, the first time we had you on, how did you come up with the idea to even do a print? And uh, luckily, it becomes the Speedway at the, at the Piedmont Interstate Fairgrounds. So uh, how did you pick that and and what else is in the future for maybe other prints about Spartanburg? So the, the print came about because uh, Spartanburg Lions Club, our vision or, or our mission is to help folks in our community in vision services and we're a big supporter of the Spartanburg Deaf and Blind or the South Carolina School for the Deaf and Blind and uh, we were looking for a fundraising opportunity 
And uh, we decided that we would choose uh, Iconic Spartanburg, which uh, seeks to document places past and present in Spartanburg. Well, there's a lot of them. There are a lot of them. Um, but uh, when you think about the history of the Lions Club and the years that we've spent at the fairground selling concessions and the history that Spartanburg has in the racing community coupled with the racetrack that used to be there, um, it just seemed like a perfect opportunity to combine all those things together and uh, commission the print for Fairground Speedway. I mean, I'm particularly proud that you picked that, and you could have done so many other things, and I have been thinking, uh, you know, of what else you might choose in the future. And I'm not – I don't have anything to do with it, but you've got so many to choose from, really, and some that aren't even – don't even exist anymore like uh well you got a lot of old textile mills you got the airport which was the first airport in the in the state of south carolina that's why Lindbergh came here in 1927 we had the only airport so we're committed to the next five years of bringing those prints and this is going to be the first one in the series we're looking at several different things but the ideas that have been thrown around is possibly Bonhaven, where the new apartments are the old cleveland home um, I hated to see that go. Uh, that was a- everybody hated to see that go, but unfortunately, you couldn't even see it any longer. It grown up so far around it, but there, that was a beautiful house that sat in downtown Spartanburg for years. Yep. Um, you know, another um, topic has been some of the drive-in movie theaters that were around, possibly documenting the uh, Thunderbird or, or one of the other ones on Reedville Road at one once upon a time. So. Uh, any of those could come to fruition in the future. We just don't know yet. The one at the Re- – I got to add this. The one at, out on Reedville Road, it, it, it was there at the Reedville Road Traffic Circle. The first job I ever had in 1968, I worked for the uh, WM Fine Construction Company, and we built it. And uh, that was my first job was uh, building uh, the drive-in. It was called a Circle South uh, Drive-In Theater. And uh, the same year, we built the Krispy Kreme, which is still there, barely, but it's still there. Anyway, uh, I think that's a great project, and I just uh, I'm I buy a print every year because I think uh, uh, nobody's a bigger fan of Spartanburg than I am, and I just think it's going to go over really, really well. While we got you here, I'm going to try to slip in something here that maybe the folks will find interesting, and uh, just stand by just a second. For years, just about every Friday and Saturday night, folks gathered to watch them run the tracks and ovals throughout the South in towns both large and small. Some of those tracks have faded into memory. Here's Perry Allen Wood with another Silent Speedways of the South Minute. Promoted by ex-racer and businessman Joe Littlejohn, the half-mile red clay Piedmont Interstate Fairgrounds in Spartanburg, South Carolina, hosted NASCAR Grand National Racing 22 times beginning in 1953, with all the greats racing there. The winners include Herb Thomas, Tim Flock, Marvin Panch, Jim Pascal, Ralph Moody, Speedy Thompson, Jack Smith, Cotton Owens twice, Lee and Richard Petty three times each, and Ned Jarrett six times. Wendell Scott ran his first Grand National race there in 1961. Dick Hutchison set the track record in 1965 at almost 71 miles an hour, and Elmo Langley won his first race in the last race held there on June 4, 1966. Perhaps the wackiest happening took place on July 4, 1953, when champion Tim Flock 
had his head run over while napping in the infield before the race, knocking him off the tour for six races in six weeks. And that's another Silent Speedway of America. Terry's book is available online. Visit McFarlandPub.com and type in Silent Speedways to place your order today. You believe I did that about, had to be 15 years ago. That's so old. I even, my voice even sounds younger. I was in my 50s. Well, that's a great wealth of information that you have there that, uh, you know, when we started this project, uh, there's not much that exists from back in the day in the general public. And we had trouble, and, and you were the, 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 the go-to person for the images that we used for for this print. And, and uh, make no mistake about it, that's not my image. I don't know if anybody knows who took it. I know uh, my guess would be either the newspaper the Spartanburg Herald Journal, or maybe a, I know Willis Studios. You see a lot of pictures of old, old Spartanburg, a hundred years old, and I'll say Willis Studios down at the bottom. So, uh, and I remember when they existed. So, but I don't know who, where that picture came from. I just suggested it. Probably had already been suggested. I take no credit whatsoever. Don't want any. But it's the perfect image to use. And what what I've since found out is that uh, the Spartanburg. Piedmont County or the Piedmont Interstate Fair Association turned over all their archives to the library. So there is a wealth of information there for the library, and I've got an appointment to go through some of that stuff at a later date. But uh, anyway, looking forward to to looking and seeing what's all down there. Well, you can't get a much more worthy cause than this, and it combines two, uh, three of the things that that are very dear to me. That's Spartanburg. That's auto racing. And uh, and helping those who need to be helped. And uh, uh, the, I, the, the, do y'all still sell brooms? Wasn't it brooms? Was that the Civitan or somebody? No, we're we're still we're still brooms. Okay, uh, I, I know those them. are at the fairgrounds too. Thanks for the plug, there, Perry. Well, I, that's my job. <laughs> that's what I'm doing here, trying to help you guys. And I, but once it came out of my mouth about the brooms, I said, "Wait a minute! I haven't heard him mention brooms. Maybe that's the Kiwanis or something. I don't know." But anyway. Uh, I, I also remember back in when I was a kid, and I was like, I was, I was Babe Ruth in the backyard, but I never was any good at organized minor league or uh, little league baseball. But back in those days, the Lions had a team, the Civitan, Kiwanis, Sertoma, all these clubs had baseball teams, and that was so cool. I guess, I guess those days are gone forever. Well, the age of the Civic Group is not as it's not what it once was and those groups are are not as strong but fortunately the lions club has one of the biggest clubs the spartanburg lions clubs one of the biggest clubs in the state we're strong with 80 members uh we meet uh mondays at uh, bethel united methodist church and uh you you know if you're out there listening and you're interested in joining a civic organization we'd love to have you at one of our next meetings well, that's great. And that was one of the things I wanted to ask you before we closed. And uh, we have to do that now. But, Jason, we've had you on several, uh, a couple of times. And uh, and we've got like four shows left. And you're welcome to come back and tell us how it's going. And uh, and tell us we're out of prints. Don't bother us. Or we got printed up another 200. So uh, you just, uh, you're welcome on this show anytime. And whatever we can do for the Lions, you let us know. And I promise next year at the fair we'll show up no matter what. And, hey, I certainly appreciate that, and that goes both ways. The Lions Club, if you guys need us, we're here for you, so just let us know. I guarantee you we need a broom at my house, but we'll talk about that later. Thank you very much, Jason. And uh, it's a great cause. The 
print is beautiful go online and take a look at it on their facebook page and uh and get a hold of them uh jason gave you several different ways you can do that and i know everybody in this room just bought one so uh we appreciate it very much we're going to take our last break and come back you're listening to start your engines on fox sports Spartanburg. get in the game it's fall savings time, and your countdown to kickoff starts now at Greer Nissan. Tackle a brand new Nissan Sentra for a low 221 a month. Score big in a new Nissan Altima, now just 283 a month. Run away in a brand new 2023 Nissan Rogue, only 330 a month. Or low 1.9% financing is available at Greer Nissan. Get more for your trade. Low prices, big selection, and committed to quality customer service. Kick off your savings at Greer Nissan. Call 864-479-1197 for details. Business owners, have product or material you need moved, shipped, stored? Upstate Logistics in Spartanburg has the expertise in transportation and warehousing you're looking for in Spartanburg County and beyond. For over a decade, Upstate Logistics has provided businesses with storage and logistics services, including inbound and outbound rail shipments. Upstate Logistics, proud to be a part of our community, serving Spartanburg County and beyond since 2005. Upstate Logistics, keeping your business and inventory moving forward. To find out more, visit UpstateLogistics.com. That's UpstateLogistics.com. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. At Janney, your goals are our priority. When you work with Janney, it's about going beyond investing. It's about connecting your life and finances. When it comes to managing your wealth, you probably have plenty of questions and more than a little uncertainty. What you need is a plan built to connect your goals to your wealth. Financial advisor Trent Lancaster is here for you. Trent can build a tailored financial plan and make recommendations that are aligned with your best interests based on your unique needs, goals, and preferences. Conveniently located in the Spartanburg office, Trent can discuss how he can help you connect your life and finances. Contact him by calling 864-585-8282. That's 864-585-8282. Or visit TrentLancaster.com. Janney Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. River Falls Plantation, a Gary Player signature course, is open to the public. Membership opportunities are available, though, including family, corporate, and individual memberships. They offer a discounted membership for seniors over 60 and juniors under 30. But you heard me right. You don't have to be a member to play at the beautiful course at River Falls. Don't have time for a full 18? Why not nine for just $25 every Monday through Friday? Schedule your tee time today by calling 433-9192 or go online to riverfallsgolf.com. Pranex on Highway 9 in Bowling Springs is your one-stop shop for all your business branding needs. Whether you need logos, business cards, brochures, or banners, Pranex is the place to look. Pranex offers a large variety of professional printing for your business and everyday needs. Need invitations for special events? Call Pranex and get them done right. Copies? A notary? Or need to send a fax? Yep, Pranex does that too. Pranex, 2510 Bowling Springs Road, Site B, providing quality customer service for whatever you need. Call them today, 599-7000. 
The Country Meat Center in Woodruff is well known for our great cuts of beef, pork, and chicken. But we're so much more than just a great butcher shop. We also offer locally grown produce, delicious cakes and pies, a fully stocked deli with boar's head meats and cheeses, seafood brought in fresh from Charleston, as well as a great selection of wild game like bison, ostrich, and kangaroo for the adventurous home chef. We are locally owned and operated and will be happy to fill all your grocery needs. Shop local at the Country Meat Center located at 10297 Highway 221, open 830 to 7, Monday through Saturday. Do you have any old camera gear laying around that you are not using or do not want? Downsize and sell it for cash this November 3rd, 4th, and 5th at Spartan Photo Center. Every year, Spartan Photo Center hosts this event where buyers will make you a cash offer on new or antique camera gear. Great deals if you're buying new gear, too. One weekend only, though, at Spartan Photo Center, 108 Garner Road in Spartburg. You can call Spartan Photo Center with any questions, 864-583-6835. Spartanburg's radio home for Gamecock football. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSPG Spartanburg. McDonald's is hiring right now. Get more than just a job. Start building your future today. Working at McDonald's, you'll get paid time off, health care benefits, free employee meals, competitive wages, and a flexible schedule. Apply today at McDonald's.com slash made. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's and McDonald's independently owned and operated franchisees are equal opportunity employers committed to a diverse and inclusive workforce. Most McDonald's restaurants are operated by franchisees who are independent employers and set their own employment policies and practices for their employees. The benefits described here are available at McDonald's-owned restaurants and participating franchisees. And welcome back to Start Your Engines for our final segment. Uh, Jason, tell everybody one more time, because we've had a phone call about how to get the print, what where, your website address, and uh, and how much is it? So the Facebook uh, website or the Facebook site is Spartanburg Lions Club. The print is $45, and now we've limited the prints uh, to 100 prints. So there are 100 numbered and signed prints that are available. And that's, No, there's about 95. Well, uh, <laughs> well you the sold a bunch of them this sold, mo- so. You sold some this morning. And um, the the prints are $45. Okay. And I tell you what, it's going to look so good hanging on the wall uh, in my home. And uh, uh, I may have to end up getting another one because it looks like a good Christmas gift to me for uh, somebody that would really appreciate it. I wouldn't just buy it, but, some, you know, somebody that would really appreciate it, like my brother. He's going to love it. Folks have already been buying them for Christmas gifts and telling us that they're putting them in their home offices and a couple of area restaurants as well for conversation pieces. So. He brought one that's in a frame that uh, is sitting out here in our lobby right now and it's with, with a dark, I don't know what kind of wood that is, walnut or something, what a, but it's beautiful. It looks really good with a nice wooden frame. and uh, We're th- proud of it. Thank you so much. Well, thank you so much. Let's uh, move on here and do what we usually do at this segment of the show is Hit some final results of uh, what happened last week and what might happen. I had some notes here from NASCAR that we touched on most of them. One of them is uh, the American Rescue Plan. has uh, That's the money that the government's doling out. I, I think a lot of it went to uh, help North Wilkesboro get back going again. Well, um, Rockingham's got $9 million to spend. And they have got new ownership. And they are absolutely looking to uh, get back on the schedule with uh, NASCAR or uh, or uh, just any major series, ARCA, whatever they can get. Jason? 
Perry, we ran, ran go-karts for years at Rockingham, uh, both the road course and the big track. I'm so excited to see that uh, facility be repaved and uh, hopefully get some go-karts back out there sooner or later. Well, they actually mentioned, I just have a little thumbnail of it here, but they actually mentioned not the road course, but they mentioned a short track off the back stretch. You you know anything about no? Yeah, that that that's a, a little over a quarter mile track that's out there that uh, I think Andy Hillenberg was used as a testing facility at one point. They've had some carts racing out there recently well, as well. Well, that's part of this plan too. He mentioned it specifically. Also, uh, um, as we mentioned, I think we mentioned almost all of these. Uh, Mike Shiplett, who is a. Uh, uh, crew member or a, a chief mechanic or something uh, whatever he is he's been sent for uh anger management and he can't come back until he completes anger management he must have got upset with somebody and uh they had to uh park him for the rest of the year till he gets his mind right but they did run the 200 uh, i mean the uh the bank of america roval 400 last week and that was at charlotte and it was won by christopher bell which actually was quite an upset, Alan. You uh, didn't. I didn't really see that one coming. I did not either. But they uh, made a smart call. Come in, got four new tires, and uh, kind of pulled out there. And that caution come out, and he pulled up beside your man Chase Elliott, and uh, said, "See ya, see you later." <laughs> <laughs> and that's the way it turned out. And Kevin Harvick was second. Kyle Busch was third. AJ Allmendinger, who is the, as far as I'm concerned, the hottest driver on the planet right now. Um, was fourth, fifth is Justin Haley, sixth Chris Boucher, seventh Bubba Wallace, eighth Tyler Reddick, ninth Chase Briscoe, and tenth Austin Dillon. And of course, we lost some drivers, uh, and we're down to the the uh, final eight now. And the final eight being Chase Elliott is in first place. Joey Logano is second. Russ and uh, he's twenty points back. Russ Chastain is twenty five points back in third. Christopher Bell is fourth, William Byron fifth, Ryan Blaney sixth, Denny Hamlin seventh, and Chase Briscoe is eighth. And one of those guys is going to be the champion in just about a month. Uh, They ran the Xfinity race, which uh, actually we talked about that because we had a Sunday show last week and the race was on Saturday. And it was a situation where Jeremy Clemens had to win it to move on. He didn't, but... uh, Heard Jeremy on the afternoon show that we have here from RJ Rockers on Wednesday, and they are just, by all measurements, as I have said before, they are so, uh, they've had such a successful year making the playoffs again, and uh, they still got a chance to um, win some more races. I mean, theoretically, they could put four more wins up there, but, you know, Jeremy has nothing at all to be unhappy about by far the most underfunded team to ever make the the playoffs in any year, and they did it again. And um, by winning Daytona and, and uh, all the controversy they had with getting that, with the, trying to take it away from them over something really uh, minuscule, and cooler heads prevailed, and they got the win back, they got their position back in the playoffs, and they didn't get to go too far, but they were they were in the playoffs, and that's the main thing that matters. And as he pointed out, they still have a chance to finish fifth in the point standings because it'll come down to the final four. And if they are, if they uh, accumulate enough points between now and end of the season, they could theoretically be the first guy, the first team that didn't make the play, that didn't make the finals. So uh, 
this place is would look real good on their resume, but they can't do any worse than 12th, which is excellent. So they will run today at Charlotte, the Alsco Uniforms 302. It's not at Charlotte. It's Las Vegas. And that will be at 3 o'clock on NBC. By the way, all the races in the playoffs from now on out, Xfinity and Cup, will be on NBC, so you don't have to go to USA to see it. Jeremy qualified. I watched some of the qualifying last night. And uh, he qualified 14th, so he's got a good starting position. Um, he said the other day on uh, on open mic that he, he likes Las Vegas. He runs pretty good there. And so we'll see uh, we'll see how he can do. Like I said, a couple of more wins on his resume wouldn't hurt a thing. The trucks are off until next weekend when they will have their next to last race of the year, which will be, uh, but next week they will be at Homestead for the Baptist Health 200, and that will be on uh, FS1 at 1 o'clock. The point standings over there. Chandler Smith is uh, has a 12-point lead over Zane Smith, no relation. Ben Rhodes is third. Christian Eckes is fourth. Fifth is Stuart Friesen, the Canadian. Sixth, John Hunter Nemechek. Seventh, Ty Majeski. Eighth, Grant Enfinger. Ninth, Matt Crafton. And tenth, Carson Hostovar. I think only about four of those, which would be the Smith boys, Rhodes, and Eckes, are uh, still eligible for the championship, if I'm not mistaken. Formula One has the week off, and uh, but they'll be coming back to the good old red, white, and blue United States next week. When they run CODA, the Circuit of the Americas, at Austin, Texas. And uh, that will be the United States Grand Prix. And I've got a Roman numeral two after it since they already had one earlier this year in Miami. But um, that point championship is done. It's been decided last week and actually probably months ago because Max Verstappen has won about all the races. But he is uh, he's the champion. Second is... Uh, the rest of these positions are up for grabs, but Max is the champ for Red Bull. Uh, second is Sergio Perez. Third, Roger Leclerc. Fourth, George Russell. Fifth, Carlos Sainz. And sixth, Lewis Hamilton. Seventh, Lando Norris. Eighth, Esteban Ocon. Ninth, Fernando Alonso. And tenth, Valtteri Bottas. The television lineup for this week is very brief. We have... Uh, Cup qualifying will start at 12.30 today, and that's on USA. That will not be on NBC, but it's on USA from 12.30 to 2, leading up to the Xfinity race, which comes on the air pre-race at 3 o'clock, and that is on NBC. Um, Jeremy starting 14th, as we just said. And then tomorrow, um, no Grand Prix in the morning, but in two, at uh, 2.30 in the afternoon, you've got the Cup race, which uh, will be on NBC from Las Vegas. So I got it all in with uh, five minutes to spare. That's kind of a luxury of having some time left over. You only left one out, Perry. Well, what did I leave out? The Go-Kart Nationals, Max's Go-Kart Nationals in Blacksburg this weekend. Well, tell me about it. Is that all you know? That's on the side. of It's the racetrack that you always pass on the way to Charlotte uh, on the side of 85. And I'm going to tell you something. That place will be packed this weekend. I pass that place twice a day for about 15 years when I was working in Charlotte, and I never once saw anything going around it. So they only use that racetrack about twice a year now. Uh, in August, uh, they they run uh, very high-horsepower go-kart 
notes there uh, called the Big O, which uh, there were uh, a little over a thousand entries this year, and there'll be about that many there probably this weekend. They got from a road course the there too. They used to run. Now on. that's uh, that's a motocross facility yeah. that's beside it as well. Yeah. But the ovals go karts. Yeah. Well, that sounds like something to do, uh, Alan. What's going on uh, briefly? Uh, during the commercial, I was telling Jason here, and I was telling Chuck. Uh, sometimes I wish the Lions Club would set up a booth over here at the racetracks because. <laughs> I know some of these drivers can't see a lick after on the racetrack. <laughs> Chuck just died last. He said, "I've got run over too while I've been out there racing." <laughs> yeah, I think that might be a that might be a real uh, good uh, profitable thing to set up an eyeglass booth at the racetrack. Um, Chuck, what you got going on? You've been uh, very uh, uh, present at a lot of these uh, festivals and uh, gatherings of uh, legendary drivers and owners and mechanics and. Fans in general, and it's a good opportunity to meet the fans. And, you know, one thing I learned very early when I first started going to this thing, I think the first thing I ever went to was the when I used to do what I thought was the best one at Okanichi Speedway in Hillsboro. Uh, greed and uh, ego tore it down. But um, when you go to these things and you would see everybody there, my heroes and so many of them have passed on now, but you'd have Reb Wickersham and Neil Castle standing next to Bobby Allison and, uh, you know, some of the – everybody's equal. Everybody's equal there. And, and I was really taken by that, that fact that, you know, once you've, re, once you've become, uh, you know, out of the limelight and you're showing up to these things and you're being uh, invited to come and to be honored, you're – if if you ran um, just a few races or you were uh, on the top of the heap, it just seems like everybody it was equal. And uh, and um, so, Chuck, you got any more of these coming up? I used to go to them, but I haven't been lately. Greg and I were supposed to go to Mount Airy, and it was a hundred percent chance of rain. And Greg didn't wouldn't think didn't think he was up for the trip yet, so uh, we didn't go. But are there any more coming up? And what, what's your plans? Well, I think uh, right now, I think we'll have to probably wait until uh, uh, Phil Combs and his uh, family museum. Uh, that'll be, uh, that's probably just about five or six months away. It was. Well, they had one last week, didn't they? Well. They had something last week. They did, but it, but Phil had had some surgery and it knocked him out about four or five months. And uh, so he delayed it until. Uh, uh, well, up and up until uh, so they had it later week. than usual, and the normal one will be in a few months. Yeah, I think it'll be April or May. I oh, okay. Well, I'll see yeah. if I can't make that one. Jason, did you want to say something else, or are you just waving at me? I know. Okay. Well, look, this has been a great show, and uh, as I've said, it it was supposed to be at the fairgrounds. You know, for whatever reason, we didn't do it. Although we probably could have done it, but we wanted to honor the fairgrounds. There's so much other. I mean, so much happened out there. I'm sure um, Alan, with his father running a team out there, would have would have a lot of stories. And Alan's mm-hmm. brother, Mike, who's always listening. Chuck, I know, uh, um, ran there. And he said, I mean, I remember him running there a lot. But I was a lot younger. And maybe, they're, uh, maybe they, they seemed like more than they were. But you said you ran there five or six times. That's a good bit to me. So, uh, anyway, we wanted to do justice to the the – the sketch or the the print that the lions club has come out with of an iconic scene from spartanburg 
which was the fairgrounds, uh, Piedmont Interstate Fairgrounds. And I saw a lot of, I tried to be there every time they opened the gate. My daddy was a city policeman, and he'd pile every kid in the neighborhood in the back of a 58 Chevrolet Brookwood station wagon. And we'd wave at the ticket taker as we went in over the, over the second turn there, just like you went this morning, Alan. So, uh, place near and dear to my heart is the Fairgrounds Speedway. And, uh, last race I ever saw there, Chuck Piazza won. Well, that's going to do it for this week. We appreciate everybody listening. Go out and buy one of these prints. Uh, Lanny, thanks for all you do. Natalie, get the table ready. Some of us are coming, and the rest of you keep it between the fences. You've been listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Woods books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. Start Your Engines has been a presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg, LLC. All rights reserved. Spartanburg's radio home for Gamecock football. Fox Sports Spartanburg, 98.3 FM, WSPG Spartanburg.